Well, folks, Jerry Adams and Shaw, August Morris Gra, Tasola Gumsa, Gwil Shibsha, Gumoy Tamisha, Gohuntak Arfad. On October 2006, and again in August 2021, just last August, I was asked to give a talk on Michael Devitt to the members of the Devitts GAC on the Falls Road as part of the Devitts Cultural Sport and History Weekend. And I enjoyed the crack on both those evenings and my thanks to Chairperson Tommy Shaw, to Terry Parks and to others in the Devitts for a, a great evening. And that talk has now been produced as part of the Lyrgis series as Michael Davitt on Selfish Idealist, and it's available from Davitt's GAC or on Ashog at www.thelarkstore.ie, all lower casing. Now, Michael Davitt was an amazing activist. He was an idealist, a Fenian, a labour activist, and famously the founder of the Land League. He was also a founder patron of the GAA and soccer heads will be pleased to know that he also led a, a sod of Donegal turf in 1892 on behalf of Glasgow Celtic on their new ground at Parkhead. And these and other stories are contained in this little book. It's the latest of this uh, series. Uh, I, I have to confess I, I, I like the way we've been able to uh, produce them. Myself and Richard McCauley couldn't be done without Richard's support and his research. So if you're interested in learning about the Davids GAC and about the man from whom they get their name, then read Michael David on Selfish Idealist. Another big event last week, much bigger than my little publication, was the launch by the relatives of the signatories of the 1916 Proclamation of the Republic and the Moore Street Preservation Trust of their detailed plan for the protection of the 1916 Moore Street Battlefield site and for its development as a historic quarter, as a, a freedom quarter, a 1916 quarter, a cultural quarter, and uh, uh, a memorial to the men and women of that period. Now, the, the plan coming from the developer, the commercial plan, would see much of the iconic 1916 architecture of the area demolished. And it, believe it or not, has the support of Antishak Michal Martin and the government. And Antishak Martin, he met the developers, Hammerson. He endorsed our plan before the developer published its proposal and he's refused, believe it or not again, thus far to meet the relatives. To their shame, successive Irish governments have supported the private development of Moore Street and allowed the National Monument at 14 to 17 Moore Street, the last meeting place of the 1916 leaders, to fall into decay. The Moore Street Preservation Trust the 1916 relatives 
and other Mersheet activists have fought a long, difficult public and legal campaign to protect and to preserve this site. The National Museum of Ireland has described it as the most important site in modern Irish history. And on Thursday last, the latest phase of the battle was launched with the unveiling of the scale model of Moor Street and the streets around it, the laneways of history. Appropriately, the Moor Street plan was unveiled in Inid and Pearshig, the Pierce Centre, former home of the Pierce family, Podrick Pierce and Willie Pierce's family in Dublin. James Connolly Heron, the great-grandson of James Connolly, described Thursday as a red letter day for the campaign. Today, the 1916 relatives salute architects Sean O'Murray and James Kelly and the trust team for the realisation of a plan that they can enthusiastically endorse and adopt as the way forward for the development of an area so close to our hearts. Among those in attendance were Prunches O'Rahala, grandson of Michael Joseph O'Rahala, the O'Rahala, Harry Coyle, grandson of Henry Coyle and Brendan Mulvihill, grandson of Michal Mulvihill, who were both killed in the Battle of Moor Street. James Conley Heron and Prunches O'Rahala unveiled the model and an audio-visual presentation was made by Sean O'Murray. The Moor Street Preservation Trust has photographs and details of the event these can be accessed on Facebook at Moor Street Trust and HTTPS forward slash forward slash www.facebook.com Moor Street Trust forward slash photos forward slash. Among those who came along or who took part, who looked at the model, were Octoron, Hen Fain, Mary Lou MacDonald, Ingrid Osnodig, TD, Mark Ward, TD, Shanador Niall O'Donnell, Dublin Councillor Michal McDonagher, who's also Secretary of the Trust and who also spoke at the launch. The model and the detailed renderings and the graphic designs will now be available for the Minister of Housing, Dara O'Brien, and then Taoiseach Michal Martin, as well as the planners, to view and examine. The future of Moor Street is not just vitally important in the context of the 1916 Rising, it's also linked to the planning laws and the regulations that are supposed to protect important historic buildings and sites of national importance. Last year, a hotel developer succeeded in demolishing the home of the O'Rahilly at Herbert Park in Dublin City. The building had strong historic links to that period of Ireland's cultural and historic renaissance and to the revolutionary period at the end of the 19th and beginning of the 20th century. In recent days, it has also emerged that part of Merchant's Arch, the covered laneway into Temple Bar from the Hippany Bridge is to be demolished, including part of the cobblestone, an iconic traditional music venue to make way for a hotel and a restaurant. 13,000 people have already signed a petition against the development, including Imelda May, who's also supported the Moor Street campaign. And she's among a lot of artists and creative people 
who understand and who cherish our heritage. So let's support the relatives of the 1916 proclamation in the development of what will be a living uh, historic quarter in the capital city of this island to mark the last meeting place of our great leaders of 1916. Well done to all involved and in particular to those who have struggled and fought and campaigned for ages on this issue and given the day that was in it to Sean O'Murray and the other architects who worked on the model. And finally, finally, this week saw the death of the leader of the chieftains, Paddy Maloney, so Bawalya Makovron, Yanu La Chaula, Paddy Maloney. And Paddy's death followed separately and not far removed from the death of the great Tony McMahon. And Tony was a, an iconic figure, one of the giants of traditional music. He was a broadcaster who produced programs like The Pure Drop, The Long Note, Come West Along the Road, and the wonderful documentary with himself and Barney McKenna, the late Barney McKenna, The Green Linnet. They're classics. And so too were his duets with Noel Hill. His music, Tony's music on the button accordion, was passionate, deeply Irish, poignant, uplifting, and spiritual. He was a great supporter of Fela and Fubble when we had very hard times. His playing of Port Nabuki at a session in Conway Mill remains with me to this day, that hunting music. And he also contacted me after the Gibraltar killings with an offer to organise a concert in tribute to those who were assassinated that day. And two concerts were put together by him and his friends. Tony also supported the Armagh women and the Hitzblock men, the blanket men. And he contributed a bilingual piece to Hunger Strike, Reflections, a book of essays about the Hitzblock Hunger Strikes. He, he was not just a fine musician, he was a proud, patriotic clairman. So, McCool, who, Tony, August, in memory of him and of Paddy Maloney, we close with Tony and his old comrade, Noel Hill, playing Anishog, Armagin, and Joe Cooley's Jig. Slan, Chiefimai Shibsha, Arais Gunyuri, and Ta Libsha Gulyar. Thank you.
Thank <laughs> you. 